round two. Let's let's focus. Get hype. Yes. Let's get fucking. Let's get fucking H-V-V. going. The fucking Batman. We watch bullshit. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> okay. Right Motherfucking Batman. Na 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 na. Nope, wrong one. Yeah. Oh, way wrong one. Do you remember? Th- Those ones were fun. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the theme song for this one? No. Of course not. Absolutely forgettable. No. Dun 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 dun. dun. There's nothing, nothing, no hooks. Nothing yeah, because it wasn't soundtrack. Star Wars, Brad. That's why the Imperial March was not in this film. You know, I bring that up as, you know, like, Flash! No. Ah! Yeah, exactly. You know exactly what that is. You know what it relates to. So, this movie has nothing like that. It's That's the, the first fundamental point I'm going to throw the, out there. Yeah. Boom! All right, so, all right. First, first impressions besides that. I gave you my uh, did, first impression. Did you like it? I have to say that I have seen from the 89 Batman through to the fucking Zack Snyder abominations. <laughs> up to, okay, the Nolan movies. I've seen all of those Batman movies. The Zack Snyder ones, I saw one on a plane only because the person next to me had it on so it didn't even have the sound on it. Everything else has been like through like in-depth reviews online from other people critiquing the movies and I'll tell you thank God because I hate what Zack Snyder did to them. I don't care. Say what you want. I don't give a fuck. He told people who, you know, were uh, in favor of the more traditional Superman and Batman to fuck off and grow up and all of this stuff. So, you know what? No, fuck you. So, Zach's not getting any of my money. Alright, so that that explains the cinematic gap before going to this Robert Pattinson one. Because after what Zach did, I was really leery about this one. If uh-huh. we weren't doing this podcast, I still wouldn't have gone and seen it. Right? Right. But, because we're on a mission and I love you. We went to this fucking movie, and I have to tell you, I was pleasantly surprised, because I actually, it's kind of loosely based off of um, some source material that Frank Miller had written, and Frank Miller is responsible for a lot of this dark adaptation stuff that has influenced Batman and Superman movies um, since before Nolan, right? Literally back to the Tim Burton movies, right? So... Uh, to say this guy influenced the cinematic style of contemporary Batman is just, it's not a point you can argue, you know. So um, this particular interpretation had a lot of elements about Batman that I needed to see. Like, he doesn't intentionally kill people, you know. I, I'm going to disagree with you he, heavily. He actually tells uh, Cap. Oh, by the way, spoilers, everybody. Fuck it. You should. If you don't want to hear spoilers, then come back to this after you've seen the movie. But he stops Catwoman from shooting this guy, uh-huh. right? And says, "No guns. That's not the way. We don't do it like that. You don't want to go down with him, right? That whole sort of thing." Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay. That at least acknowledges the core Batman philosophy that every other fucking filmmaker 
And Zack Snyder particularly doubling down on with Batman doesn't kill. He doesn't kill. And every other filmmaker's been like, nah, he'll let people die. Nah, he'll kill people. Nah, fuck that, man. You grow up. Batman's a killer, right? And it's like, man. There is no way that that dude is not dead after he injected himself with trucker speed and beat his skull into the pavement. <laughs> well, you notice with that shot that they never took the dude's... That is a off. thing that happens in this movie. Batman gets fucking shot in the chest. Oh, dude, that was such a great scene. Double barrel shotgun, like, like blank, blank range. Like an asshole, he gets shot right in the chest. And to bring himself back, he injects himself with trucker speed and beats the living Christ out of the dude. Well, how dare he for shooting at point? No, moreover, how dare he threaten Catwoman and almost kill Catwoman? Brad, this movie's stupid. Exactly. It's brilliant. No, it's not. <laughs> okay. I I could was... handle this movie if it was stupid and fun. There is nothing fun about this movie. It's all deep, dark, depressing shit that's not executed or filmed particularly well. And it's boring because of that. The action is shot terribly. Mm. Well, yeah, I'll definitely agree with that. Yeah. So when things do happen, I don't care. Cool. Batman's just barroom brawling these dudes to the fucking ground. He doesn't use finesse. He doesn't use cool ninja moves or anything. He just like straight up UFC barroom fucking brawls these guys to the ground wearing his power armor. Fucking A right he does. <laughs> it's <laughs> Man. Well, let me put it this way, dude. Okay. So each iteration of Batman has had a particular sort of fighting style. Like, Michael Keaton's was very limited by the costume he had to wear, so they did what he what they could with him, because he literally had blinders on his eyes, you know. Um, and he couldn't turn his head. So that was something that they had to, in the Schumacher iteration, sort of switch around so that he could move his head around. And then when you get to the Chris Nolan stuff, it's more tactical. And so you see these sort of Krav Maga applications and things like that. All fine and good. With this one, at the open of the movie, in one of his narrations, he talks about how he's been doing it for two years. Mm -hmm. So, to me, that kind of, um, you're still kind of new to the game, you know? And you're still, like, okay, so here's one of the things that I thought was really positive about the story of the movie that, once again, I didn't really see in these other Batman iterations, right? Is this moment where he sort of, and again, in his narrative, he dumbs it down for everybody so we get the point, right? Yeah. But he literally is like, hey, you know, I suddenly recognize that there was more than just instilling fear in bad guys, that I actually could, you know, sort of um, give people something to uh, encourage them to have hope, you know, and maybe do things for themselves knowing that things can be done, right? So there's this more positive message in there that is nowhere in any of the Zack Snyder stuff. And I think it's very, if it's in the Nolan stuff, it's very fleeting and far between. And it's, 
it's those moments where, okay, you could maybe say it was getting a little bit preachy, but in the context of the overall movie, it's not like, you know, at the end of fucking um, the Heath Ledger and the Two-Face one, where Batman's sitting there for like five minutes just preaching about lies and how he's going to be responsible and claim the murder, which, you know, is nothing Batman would have done. It's all stuff that's just like, okay, so anyway... <laughs> So, <laughs> okay, if you, if you want to talk about the message of this movie, it's just, he didn't do anything. What, what did he actually accomplish? He's, the city's still a fucking mess. It's worse than when he began. He acknowledges that. Yeah. And he starts to acknowledge that he's the problem at the end, but he's not going to stop. He says he needs to carry on, even though he realizes that none of this was wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for him. Well, see, now, this is interesting, too, because this is why I say dropping the storyline about the accounting was a big mistake. Because right there in that moment, he could say, look, part of the reason this power vacuum exists is because all of this money has been grifted from the city. So we're going to go to this renewal fund and have it do what it was supposed to do. And because I'm fucking Bruce Wayne as well as Batman, I'll make sure there's no goddamn corruption in this thing. And now suddenly we see the other aspect of Batman, which is Bruce Wayne using his money to fund the city. And I mean, dude, it was such a simple thing and they never fucking came back to it, mm -mm. you know? I, I don't understand the decision-making process that's like, you know what, we're going to introduce a plot point, we're actually going to revisit it with this whole renewal fund and your dad's a bad, corrupt person and all of this stuff. And oh, by the way, fuck it, you just beat the shit out of everybody, that's the end of the movie. <laughs> what? Yeah. You know, <clears throat> although Zoe Kravitz looks great. I love the way she looked. I like her Selena Kyle. I did. All right. So Sue me. I don't care. I thought she was good. She was fine. Um, I, I don't know why she was in it, I guess. Mm. I mean, the very first thing they do is have her dress up like a prostitute, and he gets mad when she doesn't do what he says. Mm. Mm. Because he wants her to go uh, follow the DA, mm. and she decides to follow somebody else because, oh, it's the waitress, because she knows about her dead friend. Right, and, and Batman immediately that gets was her mission. Yeah, and Batman immediately gets livid. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what I'm saying is that like I don't need like Bruce Wayne is already usually kind of a piece of shit. Yeah, I don't need him to be extra shitty. Mm. And that's what really bothered me about this film is that's part of the dichotomy of Bruce Wayne is that he's the a playboy billionaire about town and that you know mm -hmm. some part of his life is sort of fanciful and fun mm. but really in this one he's just some schlub who's a fucking millionaire and doesn't want to deal with the uh accountants or the lawyers or anybody to keep this philanthropy going and everybody kind of fucking hates him even more yeah you know now that you're saying that it occurs to me we don't really get a lot of bruce wayne at all in this. And we no. certainly don't get a lot of Bruce Wayne and Alfred and what that dynamic is. Exactly. I mean, Alfred gets blown up. He comes <laughs> right in the face. <laughs> yeah. 
And I love his makeup job in the hospital with the little, little cut marks from the from the glass, and it's like half his face would have been blown off. Come on, Jesus Christ! That thing but, blew up directly into his face. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Whatever might have been left on his face would have been like third degree. There would have just been charred skeletal remains of Alfred laying in that room. Yeah, it would have been awful. But so Alfred comes out of his coma. And what's the first thing Bruce says? You lied to me. (laughs) It's not like, oh, thank God you're okay. I mean, they have a nice holding hand moment at the end of it. I think that's where I started to... uh, Yeah, because I fell asleep during this movie. I think I started falling asleep around there. Because that's one of the last things that I remember. (laughs) Well, you know, I think um, you probably could have, with all of this back and forth of... Oh, it was Moretti. No, it was Valcone. It was, you know, uh, yeah, whichever the fuck Italian crime lord. Everybody's going back and forth setting up everybody like three or four times. And so yep. Bruce has to sort out the, what the truth is. And it's like, you know what? We're wasting a lot of fucking time. On Why this. was there so much political intrigue? Yeah. I mean, I understand. Okay. Bruce's dad was, uh, you know, basically the executor of the slush fund that was this whole renewal thing and it got corrupted somehow he didn't know about it mm. and then um cops came in busted everybody and said hey you know what since everything's in place let's just keep making fucking money okay yeah good all right yeah, and then he got involved with falcone yeah and so then it's you know so and so and then this guy and then back and forth with the oh no he never would have done that oh but you didn't know this so he never would have done that and it's like for fuck's sake man this whole back and forth nonsense is really unnecessary yeah that's why this movie was three hours three fucking hours I will say this could have been a pretty bitchin like 110 minutes yeah just under two hours Hour 45 would have been perfect. Which is all I want. Just, can we go back to a superhero movie that's about 90 minutes, but not two hours, you know, 110 minutes? Can we go back to that formula? Does every fucking superhero movie have to be an epic, you know, three Mm -hmm. hours for a superhero movie? I just want to see, oh, here's the problem. Here's some good kick-ass effects. Here's, you know, our hero's journey, whatever it is for this particular movie. And hey, there's a happy ending at the end, because that's what I want out of my entertainment. You know what I mean? You know what I really, really could have used in this movie? Everybody dying. Uh, more of the Riddler. Mm. Just for the Riddler to be an actual character and not just somebody that pops up to be... He's just kind of an agent of chaos. His story is never even really, like resolved he just gets he gets kind of arrested and then there's like 15 20 minutes left of the movie well you know how we were talking about the the climax does not involve the riddler directly at all it's a bunch of randos that like are his followers but it involves him because his plan was that he would get batman to recognize that he was insane so they could sit in arkham together and watch on TV as the Riddler's plan, which was all these guys with guns uh, showing up, which apparently was supposed to be 500 guys and turned out to be like, what, 15, 20, something like that. 
can we talk about that for a minute and how it is kind of in poor taste to do that? Incredibly poor taste. <laughs> yes. Because, yeah, the... I agree 100%. This is like... The climax of this film is a, uh, a mass shooting by a maniac's followers. Yeah. A, an internet maniac. Yes, an internet maniac who sets up a secret group, <laughs> chat group, <laughs> where they all teach themselves about guns and the lies of these politicians and why they should all die. And they encourage each other to show up wearing these same Riddler fucking masks. And he's finally given the green light to use violence. And yes, because uh, now, now they've got their purpose and Batman's on board because Riddler in his imagination thinks that somehow they're having some sort of discourse. Ugh. in these murders and um, I mean okay let me put it this way not only was that an incredibly poor taste it also before it got to that point mirrored in many ways what Nolan was doing with Joker with the whole video messages and sending riddles and you know half things that were making Batman question who are these people and uh, what is he doing in his life and is it should he really be Batman all that bullshit was just mirrored with this Riddler story. So, I agree with you. We never really got anything, at least with the Nolan stuff, you had deliberate inconsistencies, like Joker lying about how he got his scars. Yes. That make you go, hmm, okay, so this guy definitely is a fucking liar and has some sort of warped history, but we still don't know exactly what that is. And it could be any of these. And again, I haven't se I've only seen the one Nolan film and it took me 10 years to get all the way through Dark Knight Rises. Oh, dude. But I will say in defense of that as opposed to this film, at least we got to interact with the villains. Yes. Batman is the most boring part of every single Batman movie. The villains are what you want to see. As much as I hate that that's the way no, that I it is, the, the villains are the interesting part. Mm -hmm. And with this, we don't get to interact with the villain really at all, except for through his weird video messages and a few mm -hmm. scenes of him committing In murder. The loony bin at the end. Yes. Yeah, because even but, I mean, the scenes of that's, committing murder, he's basically stoic in the room until he attacks the individuals. So uh huh. It's like, okay, well, that's creepy as fuck. And you yes. had Paul Dano. Paul Dano's a fucking weird looking dude. And when he was actually on screen, mm -hmm. he was great. I enjoyed him being a fucking maniac. He was creepy as fuck, that guy. The one thing that I really was sad about was that we only saw him in jail. Because I was like, man, look at how they're shooting him with his glasses and all of that stuff. Why not put him, you know, like in that bowler hat that they have him in some of the iterations where uh -huh. we see him? Why don't we see him in something that kind of resembles, you know, instead of being in his murder outfit exclusively, Yeah. why don't we see him, like, you know, moving through some sort of... Um, like Batman was doing on location, where we see him with his hoodie and his biker mask and, and getting around. Okay, cool. Why couldn't Riddler be doing the same fucking thing, only we see him as some sort of recognizable, oh, that's the Riddler, that's the dude. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Could have done that. No, didn't get any of that. Didn't really get anything except a long speech at the end about 
orphanages. And the other bad guy is just like a mobster? Who actually? Hey, the Italian stereotype. It's right there. You and, don't have to do anything with it. Come on. And and he wasn't like, uh, it might be the point of obviously having him, but like his motivations weren't always wrong. Like no. He was absolutely right in a few of his uh, motivations for his actions. Look, let's let's make this fundamentally clear about Batman, which is, um, you know, been pointed out in recent lore and all of that. But Batman is a psychopath motivated to inflict violence on individuals who is enabled by a fortune and one parent, parental figure, who basically is guiding him to be encouraged to seek justice and, you know, have this sort of... Being fully enabled by Alfred. (laughs) Having this construct of, I am, you know, a... uh, I am vengeance. I am someone who's like a warrior for the people and I scare bad guys and all of that stuff. This guy is a fucking psychopath. Uh Uh-huh. You know? So the idea that he has some sort of moral compass of saying, I don't use guns and I don't kill people is the only restraint that makes him slightly passable as a hero. But in, in context of, and we see it in this movie, he shows up at a crime scene. Cops are like, why aren't we arresting this guy? Yeah. And it's the dude hey, who do outranks you them saying, yeah, let it go. Yeah, I believe at one point, if not a few, uh, police say to Batman, hey, you mind not touching shit at this crime scene? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you've got Gordon saying, oh, he's wearing gloves. So yeah, and he, people he's... are just like, what the fuck? I mean... I liked moments like that because, you know, at least now it, it kind of adds to the, the, what you might expect a real reaction would be. You yeah. Know? There's t- 10 cops here and the only reason he doesn't have cuffs on him is because the, the person in charge of the location is, is giving him a pass. You know, that's and, interesting as fuck, dude. I was and, glad to see that. And uh, if you want to talk about why Gotham's such a fucking hellhole, okay, not only do you have this masked Avenger running around, essentially murdering, if you beat somebody like that, even if they're not dead, they're going to be brain damaged or crippled for life. So you've got this maniac running around and every beat cops is told that, oh no, he's fine, he's with us. What do you think those beat cops are inferring from that? I can oh, yeah. do whatever the fuck I want. I am the actual law. Yeah, yeah you wonder why Gotham's such a shithole? Because the police there are definitely a gang. <laughs> well, yeah, and moreover, the police have been given extra license because they don't have to deliver the beatings because they know there's a vigilante out there who will do it for them. Mm. They just have to point them in the right direction. You know what I mean? So it's, it's like extra nefarious, you know? But um, the one thing that I did kind of like about this movie is, hmm. yeah, Batman gets the shit kicked out of him a couple times. I like the fight scenes for that. I mean, I thought there was some. I thought some they were filmed poorly, but. Well, I thought there was more authenticity, like when the guns went off, you know, um, like that shotgun blast that knocked him off the, um, the rail was fucking great. It was like, oh, yeah, hell yeah, let's, uh, let's give it up. 
for their um, Batman armor that actually fairly looked, excuse me, that looked fairly authentic, I thought, you know? Do you remember when they just shot him right in the side of his big stupid head? Because he was just standing up out in the wide, wide open, and the gangsters rolled up and shot at him and Catwoman. Yeah. And they just shot him right in the side of the dome. I or in that scene where he emerged from the shadows and they just shot him straight in the chest with a machine gun. But he's fine because he has armor plating. That's not what I find interesting about Batman. Batman has almost a stealth element. The Batmans that I like anyway. Mm-hmm. Yet he might come crashing in, but he jumps away from the bullets in fanciful ways. He uses gadgets in fanciful ways. He doesn't, doesn't just run in with his power armor on and just... Yeah, rear back a haymaker and slug some teenager. Well, now I absolutely agree with you. I do. That's why this wasn't that interesting. Said, that being said, okay, the one Batman who was like the brute force fighter interpretation that I liked, believe it or not, was Ben Affleck. For everything that I say about Zack Snyder's bullshit. I, I will agree with you. That fits that Batman because Ben Affleck's 50 years old and it's yeah. a Batman who's just his knees are worn out he can't go sliding into yeah. wherever so he's just he's like, gonna come in and just brawl you to the ground yeah and I I bought the way they did the fight scenes up until you know he's like clearing a room with a gun and that sort of stuff I'm just like fuck off but you know the scenes where he's like legit coming into a room and using his fighting skills and everything I thought those were done well now with this one uh, again, it's not so much that I thought that the combat was filmed so brilliantly, right? But it was moreover that I had a number of combat sequences that was probably more combat sequences in a Batman movie than I've seen in a lot of other fucking Batman movies. You know, like Tim Burton, the first one really pissed me off because there was like, the museum scene and then the thing at the end and other than that you don't really see Batman doing much other than you know like flying or driving or something like that and it's like uh, at least in this one he mixed it up you know he actually they do the long the long walk down the hallway oh what's this coming out of the hallway it's such a cheap shot to try and build <laughs> tension that's what it is because everybody knows it's fucking Batman so he comes out right But he literally, he looks at, like, what is it, ten guys in clown face? And he just stands there like, yeah, okay, we're going to fight. Right? (laughs) Oh, are you talking about the opening scene where they're trying to get the kid to knock out the dude that they grabbed? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, those bad guys, you know, who the fuck are you supposed to be? You know who Batman is. is. If you're wearing a clown face... On your fucking gang. Your whole gang is wearing different clown faces. And they show at the end that the Joker is in fucking Arkham. You <laughs> don't know who Batman... Fuck you. Yeah, and uh, what, the oldest one in that group was 22? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. None of those dudes are going to nut up and fight the Batman. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, okay, so they, they're like, okay, there's like 10 or 12 of us. Let's, let's get them. First four or five guys just get mauled. You know. Oh, and then B- Batman grabs up. the first dude and like hockey punches him into the fucking ground. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, and then it's he says, pretty jarring. <clears throat> well, dude, 
compare that to what you were talking about earlier with um, the, uh, you know, the, the guy that he leaps on wearing the Riddler mask where he pounds that guy in the face like 20 times. It's the same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's just, just a brutal murder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean, like, he is giving these guys severe, severe head injuries. Like, they're probably going to be paralyzed, probably never going to be able to form a sentence again. Nope. <laughs> that kind of stuff. But hey, fuck it. You know, they were bad guys. So, you know. Yeah, and that's what... And Bruce didn't kill him. And that's what bothers me is when you make a movie that's trying to have such a a 20, let's say 19, because I'm sure that's when it was made, such a 2019 perspective on the Mm. world and being uh, uh, socially aware, and then to make a Batman around that is stupid. (laughs) Make it about a fucking heist or shut the fuck up. Well, yeah, I mean, I actually... Um, I was glad that it, it, a lot okay. of that stuff was not more pervasive. You know, it it makes there. the okay the the ending motivation where uh not motivation but action where the Riddler blows up all the dams. Yeah. Or he blows uh, up the seawall. Yeah, the seawall and. Uh, uh, Gotham is flooding. That would be a correct motivation for the Joker because the Joker is a character who wants to watch the world burn and die. Correct. Now, the Riddler... (laughs) Yeah, why would the Riddler (laughs) become a mass murderer? Okay. uh, The twist they took with the Riddler really confounds me. (laughs) Yeah, because Riddler, his whole thing is sending Batman off on a wild goose chase while he goes and, like, steals the diamond or, you know, robs the $500,000 out of the safe that's in the art museum or whatever. Because that's really... And there's some sort of connection in the riddle that tips Batman off to what the crime is that the Riddler is doing. Because that's part of his sort of psychotic game that he likes to play. In other words, he is not just a callous mass murderer. There's no reason for him to be, and I think that uh, the Riddler we all know and love from the past would find that kind of thinking abhorrent, because there's no, there's nothing to gain from it. No. For him. Yeah. You it's... know? I mean, the guy is a fucking robber. That's all he is. is he just wants to steal and live in comfort land. That's what he does. Uh, and I'm speaking in the most general fundamental sense here. You know what I mean? Of course, they've had all sorts of back and forth. But the fundamental thing is, hey, here's a clue that I am going to begin fucking with you. And you now have to go on this wild goose chase because somebody's going to die. And while you're saving their life, guess what? You know, um, this is what this was really all about. I think this movie was severely hurt by its PG-13 rating. I think had they been able to go a little further into, I guess, 7 territory, because they tried to do 7. Oh, I was going to say that earlier. They tried to do 7. Within the first 15 minutes, what did we have? The Riddler is just John Doe, except for, with the exception, where John Doe was a religious zealot, Mm. uh, the Riddler is now... uh, uh, what do I want to say? Like social justice warrior, but gone to the extreme. In a sense, in a sense because he's 
His fundamental motivation as revealed is that he was an orphan just like Bruce Wayne was, but he actually grew up in a real orphanage and was intensely jealous that poor Bruce Wayne, billionaire boy, was labeled an orphan and able to live in richness and comfort and be relatively fine. Which, okay, I can get that to a certain extent as a motivation. And then turn his back on the poor for the, with the foundation that his father had set up, I believe was the main motivation that he had stopped paying uh, for all of these social programs, and that's what really tipped the Riddler off the well, deep end. Is how go I one further it. with that, because yes, all of that is true, but this uh, organization was also corrupt. Yes. So the money was not going where it was supposed to go to genuinely help people. It was going to line people's pockets and Bruce inherits this legacy. So by not caring at all about what this legacy is from the Wayne family side of it, he says in the movie, what I'm doing now is my legacy, meaning the whole Batman thing. Yeah. Right? Okay. That's fine and good, but the cost is... <laughs> Committing crimes while pretending that you're not? That's your legacy? Just like your dad? Yeah. Uh-huh. Only you're much more violent and brutal about it. Yes. Which, I want to circle back to that in a second, but to finish the thought, so this once again is why dropping the accountant storyline was a big mistake, because that's how you solve the philanthropy problem yeah, that's how bruce that's how you re-endear that character to us to indicate that what he's doing is right and that he's changed and that he has an arc right right now okay so yeah you leaned over like right at the end of the you're like why are they doing this why all they had to do was switch this to this and it yeah. would have been yeah 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 exactly <laughs> so okay so um now, uh, we've been doing comparisons to the Batman movies. Here's a comparison I want to ask you about, which is you and I had the joy of watching the Joker together. Oh, we sure did. Now, imagine Gotham as envisioned in the Joker movie versus Gotham in this movie, right? And the one thing I'll point out is the fucking Joker movie, which for both of us, was a bit of a chore to get through. Oh, man. <laughs> At the open... I, I don't remember most of that movie because... It, do you remember the open? Like, as soon as I didn't have to watch it anymore, it was like flushing a toilet. Okay. <laughs> it was like, nope, don't need to keep any of that. Well, okay, so do you remember the open of the Joker movie where uh, there's a bunch me. of radio... Um, we're listening to the radio as we're going over the city and the city's hot and you know everybody's like dressed down and we're obviously in a lower econ economic part of new york and all of this stuff and on the radio it's like oh man garbage strike and all the garbage oh yes yeah, society's up. breaking down yeah and there's garbage everywhere and there's garbage and there's garbage and everybody's talking about the garbage right mm -hmm. this movie didn't have that but it still got the point across that this was not an, a comfortable environment to be living in, you know? Yeah. So I thought, you know, when people question, why didn't you like the Joker movie? But, but, I'd say, okay, now we've got a reasonable comparison in terms of something that's trying to present a more grounded Batman kind of a city, 
that's still fan, what is it, fanciful, I guess, in a way, uh, but reimagined in a way that um, kind of makes a bit more sense, you know? So, anyway, I thought that if you compare those two movies, this one kind of creates a more realistic environment in terms of the um, threats that it presents. Yeah, I, I did like this a lot better than Joker. Uh, leaps and bounds better than Joker. But, I don't know, and again, Joker I thought... Wasn't, this wasn't three hours. That's the uh, only thing I'll say to Joker's face. Yeah. Um, three fucking hours. I said, I just... Man, if... If one of your villains is going to be... Oh, we haven't even brought up that the penguins in this, really. Oh, the penguins yeah. in here. Kinda. Well, again, you know, the way they do the penguin, they present him like he's just another Italian stooge, and there's a lot more to the penguin's hey, he's, character. He's just a dude with a gross scar on his face, who's apparently Colin Farrell. Yeah. Um, I disagree with that hard. If you're <laughs> gonna have Colin Farrell, use fucking Colin Farrell. Well, they did. They just put a... Just make him him. Batman. Oh, man. Colin Farrell would be a bitch in Batman. Could you imagine if they had him as, like, you know... Okay, Ben Affleck doesn't want to do it. Fine, bring in Colin Farrell. You know? (laughs) Jason Statham, Batman. No. No. Mm -mm. No. I think Colin Farrell would be a good Batman. We're getting off track, but I think that is a... As an actor, I definitely believe he would be able to... He's handsome enough. Well, and he would. Be oh, if we bring, bring back the emotional, um, if we bring back fun into Batman, Colin Farrell would be perfect. He has really good comedic timing. Oh yeah, and his deadpan is awesome, which is exactly what you need for Batman. Uh huh. You know, yeah, that yeah. Okay, so Colin Farrell, if you're listening, Batman, think about it. You can make we the pitch. We know for a fact that Colin Farrell is listening. We don't so, know that for a fact. It's entirely possible somewhere that Colin Farrell is listening right now. God bless you, Colin Farrell. Mm. Batman, think about it. Just a thought. But, man. <laughs> again, I just okay, I can't so, stress enough how little I cared about... And again, Batman is always the least interesting part of a Batman movie. Which is but unfortunate. Bruce, but Bruce Wayne but was so fucking boring in this movie bruce wayne literally moped around with his bangs in his hair uh in front of his face taking off his mask so he could see the black makeup around his eyes did you notice that they made a point of showing scars on his back early in the movie Uh and then when he's doing his map detective stuff those scars if they are there they're where i don't i didn't see i i didn't catch that but so anyway so yes Robert Pattinson takes his shirt off in this movie. No one cares, and um, oh, yeah, and for oh, I didn't, I, guess I that's didn't the work out. Tension you'll get. I didn't work movie. out for this movie. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. He, he was fucking built. Yeah, someone sat you down and said, "Okay, motherfucker, <laughs> like it or not, we're shut down. You work out." You work out or you're going to, you know, they probably told him we're going to sue you for breach of contract, which means you'll have to give us back like triple of whatever the fuck we paid you. Right. Yeah. And and he was like, okay, I'll get on the goddamn treadmill. And that's what (laughs) bothers me so much is I really enjoy Robert Pattinson as an actor. Before we went and saw this, you and I had a long conversation about his acting skills in different films. Yeah. He was so not interesting in this film. He really seemed like he didn't give a shit. Which is a real shame, because it seems like 
if you are really going to, what is it, restructure Batman and his world and the people in it and how they relate and all of that, I'm gonna, wouldn't you as the actor want to have some sort of influence in shaping, no, this is how Bruce should be and, you know, this is how I want to do Batman and all of that. I agree. I don't think he gave a fuck other than posing. There was a lot of Oh, there was a lot. That last shot with him looking backwards at the camera. My God. Oh, my God. That's that's the girly dream calendar shot. And that was the third or fourth ending to this movie. Because this movie refuses to just stop. Once again, why do we have to have multiple bad guys? You know? Because that's what makes Batman movies interesting. You but had, there weren't multiple. There was barely even a bad guy. Riddler, Catwoman, but um, the, ooh, I have Falcone, a, okay. and Penguin. Let's get into Catwoman then for a minute. Because okay. she was not a villain. Whatsoever. I don't care for that. Because Catwoman, the, the trick to her is that she always skirts that line. Because... She has a thing always going on with Bruce, Mm -hmm. and he always kind of goes easy on her. Right. But she's still out committing crimes. Yeah. In this, they just kind of, like, flirt with each other, which, again, she is maybe 19. Bruce Wayne, you leave her alone, you fucking creep. Okay, okay, hold on. Because remember, he's in... The second year of being Batman, which would put him somewhere around his uh, early 30s, I think it is, right? She is uh, early 20s. And one of the reasons that um, they sort of had this relationship back and forth is because... And they don't get into it in, in the movie, really. But... The crimes that she does, for the most part, when he stumbles upon her, are like, you know, really kind of petty crimes and things that he's like, okay, well, I could bust you, but... Yeah, she's she's essentially kind of like the uh, Omar in The Wire. She seems to always be fighting the big bad at some point because they fucked her over. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for giving the proper context. I was fumbling there trying to find it, but that's it. That's what it is, is she's kind of not necessarily doing a Robin Hood thing because she's definitely got her her own uh, agenda that she's trying to accomplish. But a lot of times she's going up against the same bad guys that Batman is, you know, which kind of makes an interesting dynamic. And that's what I really, again... We've seen so much of this dark, gritty Batman, and I'm sick of it. Yeah. Because when you introduce realism into Batman, it all falls apart because any other... The federal government would have gotten involved and said, Wait a minute, you built a special light for your vigilante? No. Yeah. No, 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 no. We are shutting this entire thing down. Your city is under our control because you have lost it. Yes, we, uh, we, uh, (laughs) and when you look at like the Schumacher Batmans, yeah, it works because that world is goofy and silly. And that's why, again, it works in like the 66 Batman. Mm hmm. But when and I mean it works with the Tim Burton Batman as well, even though yeah, because they were goofy and silly. Yeah, he insisted upon creating 
an environment where this fantasy was allowed to live and breathe. And that's what Batman needs. Uh-huh. You know? So this grounded stuff, I mean, I, I liked it because it was not so insistent on its darkness like Zack Snyder, where everything had to be dark and depressing and it's leading to dark and depressing because dark and depressing is the world, fuck you, that's just the way it is, right? This at least was like, you know what? Yeah, there's a bunch of dark and depressing shit that's happening. You know what? Yeah, I'm responsible for some of this shit, but that's part of the reason why I'm going to keep on fighting because God dang it, I ain't going to give up hope. Yeah. And that's that's Batman, right? Because I'm the rich asshole who feels it's my responsibility to take all this on because I've built myself essentially a mech suit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because, once again, circle back to who is Batman? A psychotic, deeply enabled through his wealth and through his singular upbringing from one person who was his parental guide and figure, who encouraged this whole sense of justice through violence and vigilante uh, detective work and all of this stuff, and using people to your own advantage as long as it was in the name of this higher cause of justice, which we see him do with Catwoman, where he's like, here, put this shit in your eyes, I need to see what you're doing. Yeah, You know okay. what I mean? And she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and he just makes her do it. It's like... Wow. Are know? we in agreement that the Batcave looks real fucking stupid in this movie? Make a fancy fucking Batcave, you lazy bastards. Um, yes. And, again, I, um, I don't know why this, um, grounded the movie for me, right? But that narrative right at the front where he says, I've been doing this for about two years now. So to me, I keep going, like, I liked seeing that there were actually bats that were disturbed by the car coming in and flying around. So I'm like, okay. You, you mean Batman's bitchin' hot rod? Oh, for fuck's sake. I, mean, <laughs> I don't get the car design. I don't get it. Because it fucking rules. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. When they release it in the scale that I collect in, I am going to buy it. I'll have it. Oh, yes. Yes, I will. But, I mean, it's moreover because it'll fit into the larger motif of the collection than it is that I think it's actually a cool Batmobile. I still think the 60s Batmobile is, is the choice to, um, to style and design. But I can appreciate Nolan's sort of battle tank that he has. The other element that was very much missing from this movie is a... Uh... Batman fucks. Generally speaking, Batman fucks. Mm -hmm. Batman but, is just a recluse dickhead in this movie. We're never... Mm, it Man, it just really bothers me, his portrayal of this. Yeah. It's, well, and, and I mean, understandably so, because there are many elements to these characters that we either don't see or um, are simply not... Um, not... Uh, built upon you know it's like there are opportunities to um have these moments like the relationship between him and alfred where you could have had at least two or three more scenes with the two of them yeah you know, just to build on their relationship a little bit more 
you know, but uh, but no, we got to go back with, is it Falcone or is it Spumoni? I mean, I don't know which fucking one. And the whole time and Batman's just lumbering around like a big tanky asshole. Yeah. Uh-huh. He looks, he moves like fucking RoboCop. Well, it's funny because they're really working on trying to make him intimidating, right? So the way that they're doing that is having him, like you say, lumber in, then he just stands and stares at them and they're all like, oh wait, is... Is that the guy? Oh, I think that's the guy. Oh, shit, right? Yeah, shoot him right in his fucking teeth. (laughs) I don't know why, especially when you've got people who are talking about how they've trained to be precision uh, uh, shooters Uh with rifles that have scopes on them. None of them think to shoot for his mouth. Because there are at least 10 or 12 opportunities where they could have just shot him in the mouth and nobody... That strobe scene in that, like, tunnel, when he walks up and the dude just shoots him, what, a thousand times in the chest plate? And it goes, ping, ding, 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 and it looks really sweet. Move that fucking automatic rifle about 12 degrees upward and you're going to shoot him right in his fucking mouth. Well, and the other thing that movies never account for is ricochets, stray bullets, you know, shrapnel from the concrete that's being blown apart, you know, uh-huh. all of that shit, which could all hit you and get you, mm-hmm. you know? So I will say, though, that I love the way that scene is shot, very much like Equilibrium, where you're in pitch black <laughs> environment, where you're in a pitch black environment and you only have the gun flares lighting the action it's a nice way to do strobe light uh still movement and uh capture frames of action and things like that so i know it's it's cheap but i still like it you know here's the thing though is like i thought i thought that dc had learned their lesson because i don't know why because no why (laughs) they have put out such a long string of everybody saying hey man Lighten up your content a little bit yeah, because no you're going yeah, off the rails. Listening. But they did. They made that fucking Harley Quinn movie, Birds of Prey, which was a goddamn delight. Didn't see it. Well, it was yeah, good, no, dude. I didn't see that one, and I didn't see Suicide Squad, the, the most recent one. I want to see that one. Oh, the James Gunn one? It's fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I've heard. I just haven't seen it. So, um, unfortunately, I don't have that frame of reference. All I have is Zack Snyder and then this one. Yeah, it felt like after the the whole Justice League debacle Mm. that they had went, yep, we made a mistake, and then they course corrected. And like I said, and they are willing to gamble on having, you know, how many different Jokers do they have active right now? How many different... No, yeah, we saw a new one in this one. Yeah, like just it's like, throwing different shit at the wall, and I think that's cool. It's not all samey like Marvel is. Okay, it's they are offering a weird variety of weird fucking movies. Well, now, okay, so on that thought, let me circle back to something that uh, I wanted to bring up uh, and get your take on this as well, which. Um, was you remember how after seeing the movie we were like okay in the first 15 minutes we had uh blade runner judge dread um seven seven right and then um then other ones started to crop up throughout the whole thing like i just referenced the equilibrium bit Mm -hmm. right 
So to me, or the ninety, what is it like, absolute power or something, where it becomes like a political thriller for a little bit. Exactly. So that's kind of when I got into it. I was like, oh, you're doing a like late nineties political thriller. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, mm-hmm. let's get into it, Batman. But then they, they, then they, they dragged it out. Around. They dragged it out for so long yeah. that I became disinterested. And then when they switched back to more stuff that uh, the Riddler had going on. They took so long in between everything that I kind of forgot and stopped caring about what was happening in other segments of the film. And I think that's something that Zack Snyder did, especially with like Batman v Superman as well, yeah. is that by the time he got around to the next thing, I had not like completely forgotten, but went, oh yeah, I forgot that this was happening. Yeah, like you could have brought Riddler into some of that political intrigue as maybe he's an activist, somewhat of a tangential player. Well, he was. He was making those fucking videos. Because because apparently the Riddler's a very good video editor, and he would post those videos followed by his weird live stream. But what did they say that he did as his regular job, right? Didn't they say that they narrowed it down to, oh, this is Ed uh, North or something like that? Yeah, it wasn't Edward Nigma. I'll yeah, tell you that. And it wasn't that, which it should have been. So, okay. All right, fine. So, we're not talking about the Riddler we all know and love. We'll just have to accept that. You know, but uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is that instead of just making him some guy who, you know, works uh, in some sort of um, rehab center or whatever it was that he was doing, yeah, I forget. You completely. could have made him a political activist who actually worked at the Wayne Foundation, worked for these politicians and things like that, Yeah, which would help make sense of why he has this access to all of this information. And why get into that. And and that would have made him directly wronged by the Waynes instead of just jealous of the life that they live, which I guess jealousy is a motivating factor in life itself. But in, uh, in my Batman movie, give me a actual fucking story yeah i mean the type of jealousy that he's talking about i don't see how you get to okay so i'm going to cause a catastrophic flood by blowing up the seawall okay i mean (laughs) really you're that fucking bent out of shape over this are you kidding me Mm -hmm. i mean i just don't it doesn't work for me the dynamic yeah i don't buy it yeah so so i mean there were elements of the movie that i thought Okay, of all of the Batman movies, like, with Batman Begins, which is the first Nolan one. Okay, yeah, never saw it. At the tail end of it, I'll tell you real quick. At the tail yeah, end go of for it, it, I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, nobody gives a fuck. At the tail end of that, it. <laughs> that, that movie from, what, 2005? That 17-year-old movie? Don't spoil it for me. The super bad bad guy is falling out of the subway car. He's going to die. Right. Oh, like in speed? And the guy says to Batman, uh, well, I know that you're not going to kill me. Right? Says something like that. Yeah. And Batman says to him, uh, I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to let you live either. Or some bullshit like that, right? Like, I don't have to save you. Right? I, I can let you die from my negligence. Exactly. And then, train car separates, bad guy falls to his death, quote-unquote falls to his death, because, of course, 
Chris Nolan is just like Star Wars. Nobody's ever really gone. The dude comes back in the third <laughs> fucking movie. Anyway, uh, so he lets him fall, believing he's going to die. And the minute I saw that scene, I was like, you don't get it. Batman would fucking throw a batarang and catch that guy because he can. He's not, I mean, this is something that Joker, Joker would deliberately throw himself off a bridge knowing that Batman's going to dive off the bridge and catch him Yeah. and save both of them he liked that's to f- what Batman does. Yeah, the Joker fucked with Batman constantly. Exactly. And we don't get this kind of fucking around from the Riddler, which would have been far more interesting than just these sort of hate videos where he's killing these people. I wonder you know? if, that, if they did that in the writing and somebody actually brought up just the, hey, that's really close to the Joker. And then they just took away one element and called it the Riddler. Dude, it's like The Force Awakens copying the first Star Wars movie. You know, the template is there. Sure. So, (laughs) we'll have to have that discussion sometime on not a podcast. Just another time when we're hanging out. (laughs) Just us yelling at each other. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. But but anyway, so, um, so... That's why I wanted to bring up, we immediately, within 15 minutes, we both sort of had these reactions of, oh shit, it's like this movie, oh, it's like this movie, oh, it's like this, you know. So this movie, in a lot of ways, to me, just, I think that was one of the reasons that I was able to sort of turn my brain off and just try to enjoy it even more, because I felt immediately like they were working really hard to give us something Something that we might connect to, so we might like this lumbering pile of shit that they have, you know? <laughs> and like I said, it was... Because it's three hours long. And having not really seen even a lot of the other Batmans, just like kind of knowing the tone since the Nolan ones, like, Ugh. this just seems like the same fucking thing. Are, well, why are wrong. Why aren't you doing something new with this? You got yeah. Robert Pattinson. Yeah. He's a good actor. He's a fucking weirdo. Mm-hmm. Make it fanciful and fun and weird. You can still make it dark and creepy. And they could but, have. They, but make it... That they had the ability. Make it fucking Fun. Yeah. Give me five minutes of fun in this movie, even. Because this movie's just kind of a goddamn drag. I can't think of a moment that I thought, oh, you know what? That was actually pretty funny. Was that a joke? I mean, did, was there a moment in that movie? I, nope. Because I, I laughed a lot. Zach Snyder. Even Zack Snyder, even though they were terrible jokes, he knew to throw a joke in every once in a while, even in his dark, depressing bullshit, you know? This one is just like straight up, you know what? I say, I know you and I giggled a lot, but I don't remember a lot of jokes. (laughs) Well, you know, when the script is uh, feeble and nonsensical, it deserves to be laughed at, you know? Um, And... This movie, unfortunately, for as much as I appreciated the interpretation of certain scenes, god damn, three hours. I don't I just don't know that it's worth that time investment, you know? The, I think okay. And follow me on this. It's not gonna be very hard. I think this is going to be a very bad movie for a lot of Angry and aren't quite as smart as they think they are teenage boys. Oh. Mm-hmm. I, I think 
dudes like that that are like 15, 16, and like, oh, well, I watch Clockwork Orange, and I watch this, are going to see this and think that this is a lot smarter and deeper than it is, and they are going to take the wrong lessons from this film. Well, hearing you say that, I am curious how many uh, arrests we're going to see with people who uh, have spray-painted black over their eyes like Batman has with his uh, mask. You know what I mean? Because you see Robert Pattinson with the black over his eyes. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, I, I would not be surprised at all if we start to see that as some because, sort of cultish fashion trend. Because not that Batman ever doesn't, but this one really glorifies vigilanteism. <laughs> Batman usually does, but this one it seemed like they went kind of hard on it. Well, I agree with that in the sense that... Um, him being given a free pass, I mean, being shown directly at a crime scene, being given a free pass to be there with police, interacting a, with evidence. A couple times, if I remember correctly. Exactly. Because, like, think about it. With the Tim Burton ones, it, it, you met on the rooftop. That was the only Yeah, time there was the really... element of secrecy between, was it Commissioner Gordon and yeah. Batman? Yeah, exactly. And at that time, he's a commissioner actually in charge of shit, not a lieutenant. Someone who should have been overruled in that scene where the other guy shows up. And the lieutenant's like, oh, come on, just, come on, just hear me out. And the guy's like, okay, I'll hear you out. Oh, you mean the guy with the ridiculous voice? Yeah, exactly. What is he doing here? Yeah, uh-huh. Man. <laughs> and what is this obsession with The, the yeah. bit characters in this movie yeah. sucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there are a lot of times I have problems with bit characters in the Batman movies. I don't know why it's so difficult to, you know, just show a supporting character, just be a supporting character, but sometimes it's like, really, this is your, ugh. You mean at the beginning of Batman Forever? <laughs> it's boiling acid! <laughs> <laughs> well, my you know, hearing aids <laughs> <laughs> well you know they all have their own charm man so alright I, I want to talk okay I, I'm sure we're running long but I want to talk real quick about the climax of this film okay Right, because right. I did not understand it whatsoever. Again, I might have been dozing off again. But I to my knowledge, it was romantic that Batman and Catwoman had a motorcycle duet, right? No, okay, not that part. I, I, I mean the part ways. where Batman's heroic rescue is to just like jump on a thing and cut the line and fall like maybe twenty feet gently into some water. Well, now he did not fall gently. <laughs> Okay. He just got shot with a goddamn double barrel shotgun and was fine. He fell like 50 feet. That He would have been fine from that impact. Well, now, okay, he would have been fine because, let's not forget, he injected himself with that, what did you call it? Trucker, <laughs> trucker crank? Yeah, trucker crank. Because, let's not forget, that happened before the whole, you know, fall, all of that stuff. Okay. Yep. So he gets shot by the double barrel shotgun. Catwoman saves him, helps him get back up on the walkway, the catwalk, uh -huh. right? And uh, But in doing so, 
she uh, leaves herself open to a bad guy who's like trying to strangle her or whatever. It's oh, it's all Falcone, her supposed dad. Right. <laughs> right. And so, um, well, no, wait a minute, no, because this is the walkway. So um, played expertly by John Turturro. Well, yeah, he, <laughs> John Turturro is great. But we're mixing up the two saves. Because whatever, um, it doesn't matter. Well, okay, but so and it, this is a three-hour movie. <laughs> it does matter because this is the moment where he injects himself with a trucker crank, beats the shit out of that guy, and you know, as we all know, as an audience, he actually killed that guy. Although in the context <laughs> of the movie, he's Batman. He doesn't kill. He just punched him several times. He softly. just punched him into another dimension. He's right, fine uh, there. Oh, and by the way, when they pull the mask off the guy. That guy is the guy who is saying the shit to Bruce Wayne in the church when he shows up at the funeral and that guy's like, oh, you know, these these people dying, rich people, whatever. And then he looks up and he's like, hey, aren't, you look familiar. And then it's, oh, Bruce Wayne. And whatever her name who is running for mayor at that time uh comes up to him who gets right? shot right in the fucking chest <laughs> right and somehow lives and is just like no i'm fine but still refuses to take batman's hand when he's trying to save her fucking life i didn't get that it's like you're you're dying you're in water his... he's just pulled this fucking girder off so you can all get out he's holding his hand and you don't want to take it your fucking assistant takes the hand first and even then, you're reluctantly like, oh, well, I don't, I don't want Batman to save my life. Why the fuck don't you get your ass out of the water? What the fuck, man? I didn't get that at all. That's why I was just so confused because I know I leaned over you and was like, what's the big deal? Is Batman not supposed to get wet? Yeah, <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't get it. Is he so, like a cat trying to get a cat into a bathtub? Like, does mm -hmm. he just freak out if he gets wet? Like... What's the big deal? Because after he falls off of the, the, the into the water, yeah, he just casually gets up and saves everybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, there's no climax. To, okay, but so this gets us back to... He just falls like an asshole. All right, well, now, so, so Chris... It's stupid as hell. I think you're refusing to recognize that in the you moment of the scene condescend to me you son of a bitch that in the moment of the scene what has happened what's happened is riddler's trigger happy army of you know shut-ins and obvious incels, incels. <laughs> yeah you know, incels um, yes uh you know obvious hate mongers living in their mom's basement who've taught themselves how to shoot with high-powered rifles supposedly 500 of them show up we see 30 of them and they've all lined one area where you would think at a political rally where there's supposed to be security through, I mean, you can't through get Through the roof. <laughs> and somehow there's a whole army of dudes up in the girders and nobody noticed. Nobody. So until Batman comes until in it's too top. late. <laughs> oh, yeah. Batman comes crashing in. Yeah. So instead of like warning security or doing anything like that, he actually crashes from the top. And somehow, I don't know what the fuck he does, but like he secures each of these guys with a line so he can hit them and toss them over oh. a rail and they just dangle. One of my favorite parts of Batman and his, is his gadgets, and his gadgets sucked in this movie. Yeah. So, to answer your question, 
Batman engages these guys, and as the girders are getting destroyed and falling on the civilians below, the uh, water comes in from the broken down seawall and starts to drown people, and people start getting trapped in all of this. So it's daylight with Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> kind of, only the girder that's Ooh, dangling. We should watch that movie. <laughs> Fuck yeah, let's watch that, dude. That, I saw that in the theater, dude. I'm glad we watched that again. So, um, it's been enough time. But yeah, I get it. The girders so, fall. So, yes, not only do the girders fall, but that's where all of the electricity and stuff is. So, what Batman recognizes is that the generator that's causing all of this electricity is connected to this other platform through this long cable. Yeah. And if that platform hits the water... Everybody who's trapped in the water all dies. So Batman, hero as fuck that he is, jumps onto this electrical cable and cuts it, thereby preventing this platform from electrocuting the people down below. It's an amazing act of self-sacrifice because even though he falls into the water unharmed, He still had the balls and audacity to make the jump to this electrical cable and sacrifice his own well-being for these people after beating the snot out of all of these other incels with their rifles that they don't know how to shoot. So it, it the was, climax of the movie is he just was a falls. Was act of heroism? It's just him falling like an asshole. <laughs> And after all of that effort, all of that recovery, cutting away this girder, that bitch who just won mayor is like, no, I don't want you to save my life. I don't know if I should take your hand. What the fuck? Get the fuck out of there. You were just shot and you don't want him to help you get out? Yeah, she would just have a sucking chest wound at that point. exactly. And I remind you, no blood on her. No blood whatsoever. Although she's holding her chest and, you no, know. They had her just, like, propped up against a wall like she had twisted her ankle or something. Yeah, exactly. And they in the audio, I don't know if you caught that, they had sounds. Like, they were shooting at her while Gordon is dragging her from the stage. So, you're telling me you got all those fucking guys taking pot shots like fish in a barrel. And after that first shot where they got her, nobody could hit either one of them. I mean, dude. You talk about dumb shit in a movie. I mean, this, this is the kind of stuff. God damn. Yeah, and this that's, is the kind of stuff where you're like, okay, come on, come on, man. You know. And once again, cycling back to your conclusion, didn't involve the bad guy directly. Yeah. Have him fight the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. God damn it. Like the whole bit where they caught him. It was like, it really was anticlimactic. You were just suddenly like, oh, that's the guy. Oh, boom, clap, and then he's off to Arkham. And you're like... Yeah, he was just sitting at a restaurant. Yeah. And he just, he just, they hold his... 
I mean, dude, they hold his head down on the diner table, and he's just making faces at the camera. Ooh! Ah! Yeah, as Batman walks, like, pushes his way through the crowd up to the window in the cafe where he's arrested, and he smiles at Batman. Yeah, which, again, is weird, because, Batman, you're at the crime scene. Why don't you just walk in like you do every other fucking <laughs> yeah. crime scene? Why are you being so restrained? Like, yeah, uh, no, I'll let them do their jobs. I'll wait outside. Yeah, uh, I'll wait yes. out here respectfully <laughs> while, while you gentlemen handle your business. Uh, the fuck out of here. Hey, he just blew up Alfred's face. He to beat the living Christ out of him. Exactly. I mean, that's these are the areas in the script where you're just like, you know, uh, it takes you out of it because you're like, okay, you know. And I don't want to hear a one bullshit take about, well, they tried to do something different. Is it so bad to try and do something different? In your Batman movie, yes. Well, I guess... Have him fight the bad guy. Well, I guess what I was trying to stumble through with that whole last statement and with everything that we're talking about is I think we're kind of okay with, um, in general, okay, we've got these bad guys and there's Batman fighting these bad guys and that sort of stuff, but give us more character. Give us more story about who is fucking Bruce. Why is Batman making some of these decisions that he's making? What the fuck is the relationship with Alfred and Bruce? I would have loved to have seen some more of that. You know, can we have, like, okay, Selina and Bruce, for me, because of things that I read in comic books, and I know that's such a, such a shit thing to keep bringing up, but because of that frame of reference, I thought in the movie... I could understand why they made some of the decisions portraying the relationship the way they did. Even so, what we see in the movie is not enough. No, it's not. That relationship to make any sort of sense. No, none of the relationships between any of the characters are satisfactory in the least bit. Especially between uh, Gordon and Batman, because Gordon plays an integral part of letting Batman into, I guess, the quote-unquote, into the system. Yeah. How does he trust Batman so fucking much? I don't really get that at that point. I mean, you're a fucking lieutenant detective. Yeah. And you're you're just like, oh, let Batman hold it. He's got gloves on. And he and he's been doing nothing but raining destruction upon your town in the name of fighting bad guys. Yeah, every other cop in the world was right to question why Batman was allowed in this scene, and I think we are also allowed to question why was Batman allowed into the crime scenes? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, okay. Um, I think we're kind of starting to loop around yes. to familiar territory. So, uh, we sum it up. Did you actually like it? Would you recommend it to other people? No. I'm yeah. never watching this movie again. I'm seeing it next weekend. I, I really sincerely hated it this <laughs> that much. Really? Because, wow. okay. I mean... And okay. we haven't even talked about any of the technical aspects. I didn't think it was shot very well. Mm. There was a couple cool shots, but in a three-hour movie, you could have wowed me. I mean, yeah. with all the money you had available. Yeah. Yeah, fundamentally, that's my biggest issue, is this movie was far longer than it needed to be. And much like Joker, relied on superficial imagery and, you know, meager lines of text. Yeah or dialogue to sort of present 
and the audience is, is just supposed to fill in the blanks and, and uh, just shut up and enjoy it. Yeah, and like I know I've talked about, you know, watching newer films and in between cuts, it's usually, you know, three to five seconds. Uh, okay, well, making your cuts 30, 45 seconds long, but where nothing happens doesn't make it artistic. It makes it fucking boring. Yeah, exactly. I really wish Hollywood, I don't care the filmmaker, I really wish they would get over the idea that looking at a dark tunnel and hearing somebody stepping forward through a dark tunnel with echoing footsteps and weight and whatever the fuck, like that's a suspenseful shot. No, it's tired. It's as tired as the fucking headbutt in fight choreography. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It is... So, uh, it's a waste of time, you know? And, and again, Batman, stealth. Where's his stealth? We don't see him using his stealth. Where's his trickery, you know? He does use... He wasn't even really a good detective. No, uh uh-uh. There was a lot of stuff... There was that whole beginning scene where he just wanders around that apartment doing fucking nothing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, and we need we need Batman here. For what? He's not fucking doing anything. He's lumbering around, just looking around this apartment, not doing anything. He says 30 words in this whole movie, and they're yeah. all stupid. Yeah. It's like they imply that he does his detective work after he's walked through the scene because he's got the video and all of that, which is all fine and good. But, uh, again, where the leaps of logic and the deduction we actually see alfred doing that for him with um deciphering the the oh but 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 alfred did it wrong bruce has got the real answer oh yeah that's right what if it actually was the actual key which of course is yeah i mean when alfred was like well obviously it's only a partial key i was like why would you jump to that conclusion (laughs) yeah you know what i mean that alone didn't make sense so you know, it's just stuff like that where it's like, okay, there's clearly this is a contrivance to try to, you know, position characters in different ways. But here, here's an idea. Instead of so many slow-mos of reaching for a, a birthday card that says, to the Batman, maybe, you know, cut some of those down so that you can spend like 30 seconds or a minute with Alfred and Bruce and talking about, you know... Work, you know, seriously, where is your head? What's going on? Yep. You know? And we're all way over the Saw movies. You don't have to show me elaborate uh, Dude, torture setups. Riddler using rats. When the fuck was that ever doesn't he use? Doesn't he usually have a white rat? I thought the Riddler had like a white rat that he had with him. You know, he may have had some little buddy like that, but I don't recall him doing like... I don't think Jim Carrey has like one in the... Like a full-on Ben thing. You remember Ben? <laughs> yeah, oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, and this that's kind of what this felt like, is, you know, uh, Game of Thrones head traps with rats and shit like that. It's like, why, why are we having this torture stuff? I don't get it. It's not a Riddler thing, I thought. I think this is one of those movies that's going to trick a lot of dumb people into thinking it's real good. Yeah, yeah. Because and, uh, it looks, it presents as smart. <laughs> well, okay. We we had... Uh, Don't do that. That'll oh, catch sorry. fire. <laughs> I didn't see it, but, you know, Suicide Squad, right, comes out um, after Zack Snyder's thing, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. So then it's Suicide Squad, then it's this. So I really think that this may have um, 
a similar reaction to what Joker had, where fans are like, okay, at least this isn't that Snyder shit. We don't even have to debate about Whedon versus Snyder or any of that stuff. This is a whole new thing that we can start arguing about, right? Mm -hmm. So from from there, uh, there might be an opportunity for something in the future, you know. But uh, they're still still wrapped up in this whole darkness thing. And um, on one hand, I kind of appreciate that they didn't spend a lot of time, you know, moping on origin stories. But on the other hand, they, they just can't give up the idea that, you know, Bruce's torment from his parents is going to be the focus of the motivation for this whole fucking thing. So, yeah, this movie's bullshit. Yeah, I'm done talking about it, dude. All right. I'm just rambling. <laughs> All right, what do you got to plug? Um, well, uh... Things seem to be looking up. I expect in the next uh, month or two I should have about three or four videos coming out because, of course, I have to uh, put my own little spin on this Rings of Power bullshit, and, um, which is a very simple argument. And then um, I've got a couple of um, before movies suck things that I want to do. And after that... Um, I'm going to be revamping the website, so I'll have a new website launch, and some of this HPV stuff will be on there, too. Dope! Yeah, uh, how about you? What you got? Yeah, just this. And then what about... Um, uh, stop it. Okay. <laughs> you, you always make me plug shit, and I don't uh, like it. <laughs> well, you're a creative individual. You deserve... Uh, I, I guess the only thing is, yeah, we do those Saturday night movies. Hey, Chris, if I want a t-shirt, where can I get one? Uh, from somebody who has one, because I don't have any. Oh, really? Yeah. How about a calendar? Uh, you can come get them for me. You can just have one. I don't give a shit. What's your email, Chris, don't so I can get a calendar? We're done here, Brad. Say goodbye. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs>